Welcome to PDPW's podcast. Here's Bill Baker. Welcome to the PDPW podcast, where this week, Hank Wagner joins us with a few tips in establishing a long and happy relationship. Hank recently celebrated a 40-year milestone with his wife, Pam, and he shares his blueprint for having a long and happy relationship. Well, I've got some fairly big news to share with you today. Something big and exciting has recently happened in my life, and I, I get it, I understand. This news is probably not going to be big to you, and that's okay. However, I'm going to attach some, some lessons that surround this big event that could or should be important and valuable to you. Recently, Pam and I celebrated being married for 40 years. 40 years is a really long time. And I'm not bragging, and I'm certainly not complaining. Being married for 40 years is a milestone that many in our world today will likely never accomplish. And I think there's a number of things contributing to that. And some of the points that I'm going to attach today maybe will help people have longer, happier relationships. If nothing else, they should help people enjoy life while on the way to accomplishing something like that. So recently while discussing Pam and I's upcoming 40-year anniversary, a respectful young lady asked Pam and I three questions. And before I get to those three questions, I want to point out that this point, this action that this young lady took is something incredibly valuable. If you want to have success in anything, a wonderful, awesome, great way to do it is to find somebody else who's successful in that area. Sit down with them and ask them well-thought-out, strategic, heartfelt questions. Questions that will draw out the knowledge, wisdom, experience, or understanding of that person or team. So this wise young lady asked Pam and I three questions. The first question was, what has contributed to your long and happy marriage? Second one was, what is your greatest memory? And the third one, what would you still like to accomplish? What is still on your bucket list? So I'm first going to answer or speak to that number one question, what has contributed to your long and happy life? And of course, this, this could be an entire day-long seminar. So this is not an all-encompassing list, and it's maybe not even necessarily listed in the order of importance. They're just some of the big things that Pam and I threw out as being really important in contributing to a long and happy relationship. The first one, learning and practicing 
great communication skills. People are important. Relationships are important. And great communication skills are a foundational thing for all great relationships. That includes knowing when to speak and how to speak. And there's so much involved in that, knowing when to speak and knowing how to speak. And I can't possibly give the time that I would like to to that point. But I will say this. Both Pam and I agree that it's important to be especially careful with communication when you're angry or frustrated. It's during those times that we can cause great harm, damage, or hurt to the other person if we're not careful with our communication. And still connected to be to communication is to become a great listener. Being a great listener doesn't just happen. It takes effort. We should not just listen to hear, but listen to understand. Seek to understand. Quite often when we're listening, we're listening to respond. We're hearing what the other person says, but we're already crafting our response based on what we're hearing. That's not productive, and it doesn't contribute to long, happy, healthy relationships. We should utilize level two listening skills, which again, takes some time to thoroughly understand and talk about, but I'll simplify it to this. Be very aware of the other person's tone of voice, body language, Be able to hear not just the words that are being said, not just read the body language and the tone of voice, but be also able to see, understand, or hear what is not being said. And then help the other person feel comfortable talking to you. Create an environment where it's easy for your spouse or that other important person in whatever relationship you wish to apply these to. Help them feel comfortable. Make it easy for them to come and communicate with you. Maintain eye contact. And feel free to repeat back what you said. Guys, this may be focused or pointed more directly at you or us, repeating back what we heard sends the message that you're listening. It also sends the message that you care about what the other person is saying. And it helps make sure that you understand what they're trying to communicate with you. Next point, have a plan to grow. Together. Nothing great happens overnight, and neither do great relationships. They take time and they take effort. And the more time and effort you put towards anything, 
including relationships, is going to contribute to greater success. Include goals. And I'd like to jump off and and go down a trail and talk about this one because it's really powerful. Setting goals, short, medium, and long-term goals can have a profound effect on your relationship. Set goals separately as individuals. Set goals then as a marriage. And I would say take it a step further and set goals as a family. Short, medium, and long-term goals. What do you want your family to look like or to become? Next point. Help the other person be all that they can be. Many times we get focused on our own goals, where we want to go, what we like to do, what makes us happy. We should see the other person, not as they currently are, but as they can become. And then we should do everything possible to help them realize what they can become and help them see that we're interested in helping them in that process. Quickly, sincerely, and compassionately apologize and forgive. Mistakes are going to happen. It's part of the growth journey. But apologizing, and and let me point out that no one person in the relationship should always be the first one to apologize. We shouldn't have to sit back and wait until somebody else apologizes. We should all race to be the first one. It shows we care. It shows we're transparent. We're willing to admit our mistakes, apologize, forgive, and then learn from the mistake. And if we do that process, this unfortunate experience can become a stepping stone to a new and better place rather than a roadblock that creates a negative experience and an unfortunate end to some relationships. Next point, and and Pam felt fairly strongly about this one, that we should never go to bed angry. Always resolve any conflicts before going to bed. That assures that no day will start with conflict. And I would say that taking it another step, trying to eliminate or at least minimize all negative feelings like anger from our relationships. Because every second that we are angry robs us of time that could be filled with love, joy, happiness, and laughter. And we have the power to do something about it. 
being quick to apologize and to forgive can immediately stop all of those negative things surrounding anger, frustration, and resentment. Next point, know your spouse's love language. And there's a book out there, The Five Love Languages. I encourage you to get it and read it and understand. Know what your spouse's love language is. This probably isn't important to you, but I'm going to bring it up to help you understand. Pam's love language is help. By me helping her shows that I love her. She doesn't need expensive gifts. Not that I'm not willing to buy them for her. She just wants me to help her. And when I help her, when she has a problem, she needs something in the house, whatever it may be, if I'm quick to help, it shows her that I love her. My love language is time. I don't need expensive gifts either. But I want time. Whether it's with my children or friends or my spouse, it's time that is extremely important and valuable to me, and that's how I feel loved and appreciated. Now, I could go on with many more things that contribute to not only our long and happy relationship, but all long, happy relationships, things that are really important but I don't have time to do that. And I, and I will say, I will remind you that it's usually not one thing. There's not one easy thing to achieve anything really great. It's all of the small things that are put together that accomplish greatness. So the second question this young lady asked was what our greatest memory was. Our greatest memory won't mean anything to you. So I'm not even going to go down that path because this podcast isn't about me or us. It's about you. So I will say this. All of us will have memories, both good and bad. Memories are going to happen even if we don't do anything. Memories will happen. But if we are intentional about creating great memories... Not only will we have memories, good memories, more good memories than we have bad memories, but we will have a long, happy, memorable life. And the last question she asked, what would you like to accomplish yet? What is on your bucket list? Once again, our goals... And our expectations may not mean anything to you and may not be anything like yours, and that's okay. That's actually the way it should be. So I'm just going to point out or say that all of us should be able to see what's possible, should be able to see where we're going, should have expectations, should set individual marriage, and family goals. And I'm going to leave you with this. People are what is most important on this earth. You are 
important. Your life is valuable. And you have the power to have a life filled with long and happy relationships. Our thanks to leader, speaker, and fourth-generation dairy farmer Hank Wagner for being our guest on today's PDPW podcast. And a reminder, for more resources and other podcasts, head to pdpw.org. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.